0: Johnson Wax program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson Wax products for home and industry present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie, with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. should put up a monument or write a great poem in honor of the man who first discovered linoleum. I don't know who he was, but I do know that he deserves a big bouquet, and I think you ladies will agree with me. He brought cheerfulness and color into your kitchen, added beauty to other rooms in your home. He gave you a floor that will last many years if you take proper care of it. Now, the easy way to do that, the easy way to protect it, keep it sparkling with very little work, is with Johnson's self-polishing blowcoat. There's practically no work with Glow Coat. You simply apply and let dry. In 20 minutes, your floor is beautifully polished with no rubbing or buffing because Glow Coat is self-polishing. And what's more, your floor will be protected against dirt, moisture, and wear. In fact, your linoleum will last six to ten times longer if you protect it regularly with Glow Coat. It's recommended by linoleum manufacturers themselves and used with great satisfaction in homes everywhere. (laughs) The McGee's haven't done much reading lately. In 1922, they bought the famous five-foot shelf of books, but were pretty disillusioned when they found Dr. Elliott didn't even tell what to do for a simple case of Charlie Horse. But hungry again for good literature, we find them in the Wistful Vista Book Nook at 14th and Oak. Fibber McGee and Molly!
1: We'd better be buying a book, dearie. Huh? We've been browsing in here for an hour and a half and the lady in charge is giving us some dirty looks.
2: Well, that don't bother me any. I've been looked at dirty by experts. <laughs> hey, I wonder if they got a copy of A Bow Grows in Brooklyn.
1: Isn't that a tree grows in Brooklyn?
2: Well, they wouldn't have that. This is just a branch library. <laughs> Let me see now. Oh boy, look at here, Molly. The book of models. Oh, airplanes. <laughs>
1: McGee, here comes yourself. I think we're going to get the old heave-o. Oh,
2: yeah. I guess we got as much right in here. Oh, hi, sis. How do you find business?
3: I just look out the front window and it walks past. <laughs> Have you found a book you like, sir? Finally? I'm afraid not, Miss, uh, Miss, uh, Mrs. Tolliver, madam.
2: Oh, Tolliver, eh? You any relation to the chairman of the pool table committee at the Elks Club, sis? <laughs> old Oliver
3: Tolliver? I'm his first wife. Oh. His, uh, his first wife? Yes. And his last. He says
2: (laughs) Might tell Oliver we were in, sis I'm Trevor McGee, my wife, Mrs. McGee
3: How do you do, I'm sure (laughs) How do you do? My husband has told me a great deal about you, Mr. McGee (laughs) You'll find the cheap editions on the table in the rear (laughs) My husband is looking for a good, interesting book, Mrs. Tolliver How about a good mystery story, Mr. McGee?
2: Now you're cooking, sis Take my little hot hand and lead me to him Dig me one
3: Here's the latest, Mr. McGee, The Case of the Cross-Eyed Cat. Oh. By Ellery Stanley Reinhardt. Oh, he writes good ones. He writes under five different names, you know. Modesty? Alimony. Oh. oh. How much is this, sis? Two dollars, sir. Two bucks? Why we'll you two... take this book, Mrs. Tolliver. Hmm. Here you are. Thank you. What's
2: the idea, sis?
3: I ring it up 25 cents at a time hmm? There's another bookshop next door And they think we're doing a whale of a business <laughs> Shall I wrap the book for you? Uh, yes, please All right In the first place, it's very badly written The characters are corny The plot is lousy, And the action hey, is... Hey, special... hey, hey,
2: hey What are you doing?
3: Wrapping the book Oh <laughs> I thought you meant wrap it up That book I can wrap up and down Do come in again, folks.
2: Oh, thanks. Remember me to Oliver, Mrs. Tolliver.
3: Leave it to me, Mr. McGee.
2: (laughs) And as Jeffrey Hawkins, the hawk, known to the trembling underworld... Oh, watch
1: that top step, McGee.
2: Where was I? Oh, yeah. As Jeffrey Hawkins, known to a trembling underworld as the Hawk, raised his knife and fired three times...
1: Raised what and fired?
2: His knife. This detective had a trick knife that was a combination pistol, see? (laughs) Kept it under his hat.
1: Must have been... Uh Must have been very handy. He Mm -hmm. could shoot from the hip if he was Mm double-jointed.
2: This guy's got everything, Molly. He's terrific. There's been seven murders already, and five of them... Hello, Mrs.
4: McGee. Hello, Mr. McGee. Been out for a walk? Went down to the bookshop, Alice. Oh, Show Alice the
2: book
4: we bought, McGee. Oh, two, two, McGee, show Alice the book we bought. He doesn't hear a word we're saying, Mrs. McGee. What on earth is he reading? It's a
1: murder mystery, McGee.
2: Oh no, you don't, you black-hearted devils! <laughs> the chains were never forged that would hold Jeffrey Hawkins against. Somebody speak to me. Oh hi, Alice. Oh, are we home?
4: <laughs> we came home five minutes ago, Jeffrey. That must be a terribly interesting book, Mr.
2: McGee Oh, baby, this is a doozer Seven murders already and I'm just getting to the interesting part
1: Sounds like it would make a great picture with
2: Glory Cooper (laughs) You can read it when I get through, Alice It's the case of the cross-eyed cat
4: Oh, that one That's the one where the murderer turns out to be Hey, hey,
2: hey, 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 don't tell me My goodness No, don't give the plot
1: away, Alice Oh, I'll bet that's the only way the author could get rid of it. (laughs) Well, I read
4: it last week, Mrs. McGee. Mr. McGee, have you got to the place yet where Jeffrey Hawkins goes into the opium den disguised as the Chinese crooner Bing Sing Lo? (laughs) 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 McGee, Alice asked you a question. Oh, we'd better let the poor man read his book, Mrs. McGee. All right, Alice. Let's go upstairs so we can talk. Oh, swell. I want you to show me again how to knit a sweater. I'll have to rip out the one I started because I don't know any soldiers with three
1: arms. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Alice. I'll show you. I don't know which of you has more trouble with your yarns, you or McGee. <laughs> In the first place... I...
2: Ah, you missed me, you thieving rats. One more shot and... Uh. Hey, Molly. W- where's Alice? Oh. Where's Molly. Oh, I must have left her at the bookstore. <laughs> Let me see. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Hand over hand, Jeffrey Hawkins climbed the radio tower as Poison Arrow. Billy Mills in the orchestra
0: and on the sunny side of the street.
2: Hey, listen to this. Jeffrey poised himself gracefully at the top of the wall. Down below, the hardened criminals were making the night house with their yells of defiance.
1: They were making the night what?
2: house. That's what it says here. house.
1: How's it spelled?
2: H-I-D-E-O-U-S. Hideous.
1: Why? <laughs> Why, McGee, that's hideous.
2: Oh, I think it is, too. Them foreign words always throw me. <laughs> Back on page 39, there's a... What's cooking?
1: Beulah's baking an apple pie.
2: Hmm, smells good. Can I have a piece to eat while I read my book and a glass of root beer? I'll
1: ask Beulah if it's done yet.
5: Beulah! Oh, Beulah! Somebody ball for Beulah?
2: <laughs> yeah, how about a slab of that pie to eat while I read Beulah? Yeah, he wants to ruin his stomach
1: while he improves his mind, but I think it's too near dinner time. I don't believe in that don't eat between meals
5: business, man. <laughs> <laughs> You should this this here is a tough old world. Rest when you can, eat when
2: possible, and work if you gotta. And you gotta. <laughs> personally, I always like to take up the slack with a snack. I love to sit down with a hunk of pie and a good book like this.
5: Uh, don't tell me you're reading the case of the cross-eyed cat, Mr. McGee. Yes, he is, Dula. You know the book? Not personally, sir. But Ira, he was reading it last night. Hmm? Ira, that's a gentleman to whom I'm engaged to more than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Did uh, Ira
6: like
5: the book, Beulah? Ma'am, he says the worst kind of trash, but he likes it. Ira say stuff like Mr. is escape literature.
2: Yeah, a very intelligent analysis, Beulah. They call it that, Molly, on account of books like this help you escape the realities of life.
5: Thank you too much, Professor.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
5: that ain't what Ira means, sir. Huh? He mean he's so ashamed of anybody seeing him reading that junk, he'd take it out on a fire escape to read. Yes, but he enjoyed it. Oh, yes, ma'am. He say that book is so full of sudden death, he's afraid to put his finger in it to mark his place.
2: <laughs> now, you can say that again. Yes, yeah, sir. he say that book's so full of sudden death. He's no, just... no, no,
1: no. No, viola Oh, McGee was uh, just agreeing with you.
2: I'll say so. They used so the darn much ammunition in these books. It's a wonder the WPB don't clamp down on them.
1: You know, I like a good drippy love story myself. Cupid mm. may be stupid, but love gets you further than murder. <laughs> <laughs> Cupid may be stupid.
6: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: love that little lady. <laughs>
1: look now, dearie, uh, try and limit yourself to one piece of pie, will you? We're having a nice meatloaf for dinner,
2: and... McGee. McGee. uh... Oh, thanks, Bula. Just set the pie on the table there, and I'll eat it in a minute. Crouched in a corner of the boxcar, kidnapped Carson, drew a bead on the back of Jeffrey Hawkins' head. Slowly, his finger tightened on the trigger. What? Somebody speak to me?
1: Well, it can wait till you kill Mr. Hawkins, dearie. (laughs) Though I can hardly.
2: Where's my pie? Where'd Bula put it?
1: She hasn't brought it in yet.
2: Why, she did, too. I heard her speak to me. I told her to set it on the table there.
1: Look, McGee, you get so buried in that homicide handbook that you don't know who is speaking to you. Huh? I merely asked you not to eat too much before dinner.
2: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Now, where was I?
1: Kidnapped Carson's finger was tightening on the trigger.
2: Oh, kidnapped? Oh, yeah, here it is. Suddenly... Who
1: is kidnap Carson?
2: Look, Molly, you can read it when I get through. All I ask is to be left in peace. My gosh, a man can't even read a book around here without a her. Hello, folks. Oh... oh. This is all I need.
1: Now, don't be rude, McGee. How are you, Mr. Wilcox?
0: Swell, Molly. How are you, pal? What's the matter? What's he saw at me for?
1: Oh, it isn't you, Mr. Wilcox. He's got a new murder mystery, and he can't tear his eyes off it.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, pal. I just dropped in to pass the time of day. What time you got,
2: Junior? Uh, 4.17. I got 4.22. Now, can we consider the time of day passed, and can I get on with my book? <laughs>
1: McGee, you're being very
2: uncivil. No, he's right, Molly. I'm sorry I interrupted you, Fibber. That's okay, Junior. But when a guy finds a marvelous
0: book like The Case of the Cross-Eyed Cat, a guy can't help Oh, The Case of the Cross-Eyed Cat. (laughs) Gee, I just read that night before last. You know who the killer is yet, pal? No, I don't. And furthermore, You'll be as surprised as I was when it turns out to be the Mr. Wilcox,
1: please.
0: Don't tell me. Gee
2: whiz, point killer. If you like to read mysteries, you ought to have more sense than to tip the plot. Yeah, I
0: guess I should at that. I don't read them very often anymore, though. They irritate me.
1: Why, Mr. Wilcox?
3: Uh
0: Oh, here it comes. (laughs) Well, for the love of Mike, in those books the police are always checking somebody's fingerprints. Mm -hmm. No self-respecting crook leaves fingerprints in this day and age. I still don't know how he's going to do it, but he'll get it in there some (laughs) way.
1: Can't a crook be careless,
0: Mr. Wilcott? Oh, I suppose so, but my point is that fingerprints are so outdated. Every good housewife knows that. Uh-oh. With the furniture and woodwork protected with a coat of Johnson's wax, fingerprints are a thing of the past. What not I tell you? <laughs> if these fiction writers knew as much as a smart housewife, they'd forget that fingerprint stuff. Hubba, 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 hubba. <laughs> Women know that when lampshades and tabletops and chair arms and banisters have their surfaces sealed against dust and dampness with Johnson's Wax, why the mere flick of a dust cloth eliminates unsightly smudges. Gabble, 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 gabble. gabble.
6: <laughs>
1: yes, but, uh, Mr. Wilcox, you're taking it for granted that all those crimes take place in well-regulated homes. This Jeffrey Hawkins seems to spend most of his time in boxcars and opium dens.
0: Would an opium den be after
1: you, Johnson's Wax?
0: Well, I don't know why not. Even a dope knows Johnson's wax is the finest product of its time. Well, get
5: on with your book, man. I'll see you later.
1: Well, you might have at least said goodbye to him, McGee. Oh, dear. Looks like I'd have to sue Jeffrey Hawkins for alienation of affections. McGee, I'm going upstairs and mend some socks. He's going to miss me like Jones misses
3: Wallace. (laughs) Ah, well.
1: Ah, well, I suppose he'll come back to me about page 310.
2: It was then that Jeffrey Hawkins realized he was not alone in the murky darkness of the old abandoned cider mill. The atmosphere was tense with sinister possibilities. Suddenly a shot rang out. Oh, my gosh, this is realistic. Jeffrey World, senses alert, mind clears a bell. Oh boy, can this truck? Can this guy write? I can almost hear them bells. Oh, hey Molly, there's somebody there. Hey Molly. Oh sure. Come in.
7: Hi, Mister.
2: Oh, hello there, Kenny. Look, would you be cut to the quick if I told you to come back some other time? I'm busy.
7: Doing what, Mister? Hmm? Doing what?
2: I'm reading a mystery story, sis. Case of the Cross-eyed Cat. Under difficulties too. When people aren't interrupting me, they're trying to tell me who the murderer is.
7: Oh? Who is it?
2: I don't know, sis. I'm baffled. Ordinarily, it would be some mousy little character who was always in the background, but that guy got strangled on page 82.
7: <laughs> oh, gee. Will you read it to me, mister? what you?
2: Oh, now, don't be silly, sis. I've almost finished the book. I don't want to go clear back over the whole thing.
7: Well, gee, mister, can't you give me kind of a short sinatra of it? Sinatra?
2: Sinatra? <laughs> you don't mean a Sinatra. You mean a synopsis.
7: <laughs> well, Dee, can't you tell me? No. Okay. Anyway, I bet you I know the story anyway, I bet you. Hmm? My daddy has read that book. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you who the murderer is for a quarter.
2: I don't want to know who the murderer is. Everybody wants to tell me.
7: I know who the killer is. I know who the
2: killer is. Well, don't tell me.
7: For a quarter, I won't tell you.
2: I won't pay it.
7: Okay. The killer. Stop.
2: Don't tell me. Here. Here's a quarter, sis. I'll beat it, will you?
7: Gee, thanks, mister. You're awfully nice to little children. Yeah.
2: Well, I wish little children would reciprocate. Now, scram, will you?
7: Okay. Hey, mister.
2: Now, what do you want?
7: I didn't
2: know who the killer
7: was at all mm-hmm. <laughs> Gee, are you ever a patsy?
2: Yeah, I guess I am, sis Otherwise, I'd never have been fooled by it myself
7: Fooled by what, mister?
2: That lead quarter I just gave you <laughs> I still think that kid's a midget Now, let me see Oh, yeah Jeffrey's hand flashed to his shoulder holster, and the moonlight glinted on the blue steel of his automatic. Cautiously he scaled the palace wall and peered in through the half-open window. And there before his eyes sat the king and the king's men.
0: And by an odd coincidence, here are the king's men to sing the jewel song. Who said Woodchuck, a Chuck, Wood? Chuck Wood? What a, a chuck another woodchuck? What people, a
5: could a good chuck a a good a, 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 a lot of. Boos.
6: Chili. you should have seen the change come over that filly, pookin' in a lala boo, slow reel.
5: Choo, choo, choo la rule. choo la trag a rack a choo Every time you see it, it silly by the wheel, pookin' in a lala boo, slow reel. Slice it thick or slice it thin, it ain't where you're going, it's where you've been. This is just where I came.
2: Hawkins reviewed the clues one by one, and he knew he could solve the case easy as pie. 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 Hey, Molly, I thought Beulah was going to bring me a piece of pie.
1: I brought you a piece of pie and a glass of milk 20 minutes ago.
2: Yeah, what did I do with it? You ate it. (laughs) My gosh, how do you know about that? See, I hope I enjoyed it. I
1: do, too. (laughs) You know, I'll be awfully happy when you finish that book, dearie. Do you know who the murderer is
2: yet? Nope, but Jeffrey Hawkins is just as dumb as I am. He don't know either. <laughs> However, I only got a page and a half to go, so... Doggone it, When you listen to that doorbell? All afternoon, clang, 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 ding, 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 bong, bong, bong. Never a minute's peace. Don't be silly, dearie. It's only rung twice. Well, tell whoever it is to go thread a noodle. I'm busy. Well,
1: I'm not. Come in. Oh, oh hello, Dr. Gamble.
2: Hello, Molly. Hello, string saver. Hi, Magpie. Hi. Hi. Hey, Molly, did you look... Yes,
1: yes. You ate it, dearie.
2: Oh. Uh, look, Lumpy, (laughs) hmm? have you any semi-formal social commitments for this evening?
1: Nary a commitment, doctor, formal or otherwise.
2: Why, nosy? Because if not, I should like to borrow back the dress shirt you borrowed from me last month when you thought you were going to be invited to Washington to the president's birthday ball. Heaven knows Why?
1: Well, uh, when he sent in his contribution to the March of Dimes, he enclosed his card saying, Fine extemporaneous speaker, does card tricks, sings harmony good, and can take off vest without removing coat.
2: <laughs> Clark Gable was invited, and what's he got that I haven't got? <laughs> Talent. To mention one little item out of two or three million.
1: Are you going to a formal party tonight, Doctor?
2: Well, the Medical Society's meeting, Molly. I'm reading a paper. You're just bad mannered enough to do it, too. <laughs> Sit there all evening and read a paper when all... The
1: doctor means he's making a speech, dearie. Mm -hmm. Yes, he's making a speech. What's the subject of your paper, doctor?
2: Oh, it's just a simple little thing. The title is A Pragmatic Approach to the Histology of Hypertension and its Correlation with Freudian Hypotheses Related to Mass Psychology of Wartime Stresses. (laughs) Sounds a little dull, kid. (laughs) Want me to take it and gag it up for you? All I want from you, broad britches, is my dress shirt. Do I get it or do I have to swear out a writ of replevin? Okay, Doc, come on upstairs and identify. Time's wasting, i got to get back to my book. Uh, just what is that lurid little hunk of half baked Hemingway you're so involved with?
1: A new mystery, Doctor. The case of the cross eyed cat.
2: Oh, that's the one where the murderer turns out to be. The Cut fact. it out, will you? I want to read it myself. Oh, I'm sorry. Hmm. Come on, let's get the shirt. Okay. This meeting tonight. <laughs> Thanks very much, McGee. Sorry to have troubled you, but I hate to make a stiff speech in a soft shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for lending it to me, Doc. Now go on home, will you? I want to finish my book for... Where's my book? Hey, Molly. Where's my book? I laid it right here on the table when I went upstairs. Well,
1: I'm sure I don't... Oh... Huh? Heavenly days. I'll bet those soldiers took it along with the others.
2: Soldiers? What soldiers? I saw a jeep out in front while we were upstairs. Huh? Yes,
1: the soldiers stopped to pick up some books I had ready for them for the camp library, and I suppose McGee's book got mixed up with them. Oh,
2: my gosh. Boy, this is terrible. I only had a page and a half to go. i got to get it back. Where's my hat? Which way did it go? your blood pressure, fatso. That jeep is miles away by now. Well, then I'll you... chase him. Give me your car, Doc. Now, up. wait a minute. Thanks a lot. I'll be right back. fine. Hey, Bud, did you see a jeep full of books go past here? Yeah, they turned south on 14th Street, mister. Anything wrong? Yeah, they took my cross-eyed cat, and I got to find out who the killer is. Thanks, Bud.
0: I don't know why these drunken drivers... <laughs>
2: Did a jeep go past here full of soldiers and books?
3: Yes, it turned west on Oak Street. Is something the matter?
2: Well, I'll say so. They cat that my kid. Or kidnapped my cat. I mean they they booked my I t- took my book, book, book. Never mind, <laughs> Did you see a jeep go past here full of books? Yeah, it did. How long ago? Three weeks ago Friday. Ah, go fry a pig. Ah, go milk a coconut. All
6: right, buddy, pull over.
2: (laughs) Now, look, officer... I was merely... Driver's license. I haven't got a driver's license. This is a friend of mine's car. Did he say you could borrow it? Well, no, not exactly, but I... Forty-two miles an hour in a twenty-mile zone. Left turn with no signal. No driver's license. Stolen car. (laughs) Citizen, you're in trouble. (laughs) Now, just a darn minute. I was only trying to get a mystery book back that was took by mistake by some soldiers because I hadn't finished it yet, and I only had a page and a half to go, and I was... Murder trying... mystery? What's the title? The Case of the Cross-Eyed Cat. You like it? Like it? It was marvelous. That Jeffrey Hawkins was the greatest character I've... i thought it was junk, myself. Oh, a critic, huh? Clifton Fadiman in Puttees. Yep. <laughs> Did you read The Case of the Cross-Eyed Cat? Read it? I wrote it. Huh? Now, go on, get out of here and behave yourself.
0: Uh Here's something that's worth repeating over and over again. To take better care of your things, try waxing them. Getting replacements is still difficult, and anyway, it's just good sense to make things last, keep them clean, protect them against wear. Dust and dirt, you know, wear things out more than anything else. That's why I say take better care of your things by waxing them. Give your floors, furniture, and woodwork a protective shield of genuine Johnson's Wax. Protect all wood, leather, and enamelled surfaces with this same wax polish. Every application of Johnson's Wax gives not only greater protection, but brings out all the natural beauty of the finish. Floors that are regularly waxed grow lovelier every year, and they never need expensive refinishing. There are 100 extra labor-saving uses in your home for genuine Johnson's Wax, which you can buy from your dealer in one of three forms, paste, liquid, or cream.
2: And that's how it was, Molly. I didn't get my book back, but... At least they didn't toss me in the pokey.
1: Well, don't feel bad about the book, dearie. We got a new mystery in the mail this afternoon.
2: We did? What's the name of it?
1: Murder on March 15th by H. Morgenthau. Uh,
2: how does it pay off?
1: That's the mystery. Oh,
2: I see what you mean. Good night.
1: Good night, all.
0: This is Arnold Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson White businesses for home and industry, inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.